Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the Coach Show, episode 65, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. In today's episode, we discuss whether it's a good idea to move your forefinger when using a shake hand grip, the ideal contact point for the backhand and forehand, how to play offensively against a short side spin serve, and whether a left-hander should play more backhand smashes. As always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Just uh, both had uh, interesting long weekends. I was down in um, in Tasmania for the National AWD Championships. Always, always a great event. Love going uh, to those events and uh, seeing all the players and um, you know watching some some really spectacular matches. Excellent. That sounds great, Alois. Um, and so, um, what was the highlight for you? Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some really good matches. The Class Six Seven um, Teams Final was 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 great to watch. Some really good table tennis. Um, yeah, and also we had the Ping Skills Challenge at the uh, AWD Championships, which was um, a match between the winner of the men's uh, standing singles and the winner of the women's standing singles was probably the highlight for me. So that was um, uh, Joel Coglin from Queensland uh, playing Melissa Tapper, who's a bronze medalist at the last World um, Para Championship. So uh, yeah, really, uh, really good match. Uh, some really entertaining table tennis. Wow, that sounds really good, Alois. Um, yeah, I had a uh, interesting weekend. Yeah, went away to Bright, um, where we were going to do the Bright, but we didn't. We're going to do it next year. So, um, but it was it was really good. Uh, kids played a lot of crickets, uh, nice and relaxing, and uh, back ready for the show today. Yeah, and a big big sporting weekend in Australia. This Australian Open tennis on. You know, getting to uh, quarterfinal and semifinal stages. Um, then there's also the Asian Cup uh, football or soccer um, on at the moment in town. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty happening in Australia. Yes, and the World Cup cricket coming up soon. But, uh, yeah, bad luck to Nick Kyrgios last night going down in straight sets to Andy Murray, who was just too good for him, I think. Yeah, Andy Murray, uh, yeah, very strong. And uh, one of my um, uh, English relatives was, you know, uh, on... Uh, on uh, WhatsApp last night, you know, yeah, hanging on me, and I did mention that he is a Scotsman, not an Englishman. <laughs> yes, and Nick Kyrgios is still only young. Give him time. Give him time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alois, let's talk about uh, the last ping sellers question of the day we had, which was quite a few days ago now. But it was, how many different types of rubber have you tried? Yeah, so uh, personally, not a lot, but I've just got a, some new sheets of the Raxa 7 on my back. Um, so, uh, yeah, so just trying that out at the moment or, or using that now. Just changed over from Vega Pro. But, yeah, really haven't tried a lot of rubbers um, over time. I remember I mean, when I played, I only used a few different rubbers. Um, used Friendship uh, for quite a while. And then uh, when I stopped, I was using uh, Shriver FX. So that was with the speed glue, speed glue time. Yes. Um, yeah, I haven't used a lot either. Um, yeah, I tried Friendship, uh, Mark V, Shriver, 
Um, yeah, probably Shriver FX, a few of those different types of rubbers, um, and Tenergy. Um, but yeah, not not a huge range of rubbers. Um, so there you go. All right, so that moves us on our list to the ping skillers question of today, which is how old were you when you started playing table tennis? So viewers, make sure you leave a comment. Let us know your age when you started playing table tennis. It'll be interesting to hear your thoughts. Uh, the best way to leave a comment is just go to pingskills.com, click on the table tennis uh, blog link, and uh, leave your comment when you see the show there. All right. Okay, Alois. First question for you is from Pratap, who says, how can I play an offensive stroke on a short side spin serve? Yeah, so with this, as soon as the ball's got a little bit of side spin on it, it becomes a little bit easier to attack or flick. I remember Mr. Chow, um, our Chinese coach, was saying that, you know, anything with side spin, uh, you can attack because the ball um, hasn't got that straight back spin on it. Um, so flicking is probably the, the best stroke to think about. With the flick, make sure that the ball is right at the top of the bounce um, before you make that uh, the contact, because that will give you the best chance. When the ball's short, it's going to bounce, it, and it bounces reasonably low. You really need to use um, as much height as it'll give you uh, to play that flick stroke. So with the side spin, just allow for the side spin. Um, you know, changing the angle of your racket uh, to allow for the, for the side spin, and then flick forward. Um, put a little bit of top spin on the ball yourself. Um, just to give it a bit more safety too. Okay, good tips there, Alois. So um, Pratap will include a link in the show notes to the flick strokes so you can um, master those um, and let us know how you get on. All right, the next question is from Ashok who says, what is an ideal contact point for the backhand and forehand? Because the backhand, for the backhand, the bat is close to the stomach, and for the forehand, the bat travels uh, from far from the back. So, what is the ideal contact point, Alice? Yes. So, yeah. So, um, you're right. With the with the backhand, you are starting from in front of your body there. Okay. Um, with the forehand, you're starting from the side of your body. But basically, your contact point is the same position. The only thing that's changing is your um, movement or your rotation of the body. So if you think about it, um, I'll show you from side on. So with the backhand, okay, here's the ball coming towards you and this is going to be your contact point here. Okay. Now if I just rotate that a little bit, okay, and now I'm going to play forehand, okay, I'm still playing the forehand from the same position. So now rather than being straight on, um, I'm turning myself sideways and hitting the ball that way for my forehand. So so backhand, I'm hitting the ball from here. Forehand, I just turn and hit the ball from there. But basically, the contact point is the same in relation to your body. Um, okay, yeah, that's interesting, Alois. Now, it, it's the same in relation to your body, but sort of what is the ideal distance then if, if it's the same for both shots? Yep. So with, with a counter hit, um, I always say, if someone throws the ball to you and where you catch it with two hands is roughly a good hitting position for both the backhand and forehand position. 
once you start to make um, a little bit bigger or faster top spin strokes, then you can um, just extend that hitting position out a little bit further so you can get a, a bigger swing at the ball. So with the counter hit, it might be a little bit closer in. With the top spin uh, and the stronger strokes like the smash, it can be further away from you. Excellent. All right. Well, hopefully that uh, clarifies that for you, Ashok. Thank you for the question. Okay, now, Martin And has a question, Alois. Martin And's read that the Chinese put the forefinger not along the bat but near the middle. He says he's tested this and he finds the control is better and the feeling is also better when the ball arrives on the bat. What do you think? Yeah, um, interesting one. Um, by putting it, so what, what Martin And's talking about is, is rather than keeping the, uh, the forefinger down here, it's putting it, you know, up a little bit more. You're right, it does start to give you better control with your forehand because you've got that um, finger behind behind there. But as soon as you do that, you're starting to lock up your wrist. So by doing that, the more you push your finger up, the more your wrist tightens up. Uh, just try it yourself. So, so this is just a natural hand position. So there's my hand. I put my bat into my hand and that's a natural position. As soon as I start doing this, it's like I'm um, I'm tightening tightening here, tightening here. So by tightening your wrist, you then um, start to um, lessen the flexibility in the wrist and fl uh, lessen the ability to use your wrist. So um, whereas it might feel better for that forehand, um, and the forehand counter hit, it won't be uh, better for when you're starting to play a little bit more with topspin um, things like that. Yeah, so um, I don't, I haven't really noticed the Chinese doing that. I think they tend to use more a traditional shake hand grip, Alois. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, having said that, though, Meow Meow, one of uh, Australia's um, top women, uh, female players, um, does tend to push that finger up a little bit. Um, but yeah, she uses um, she uses short pimples on the forehand um, yeah. sometimes. So. And I guess the other issue with having your finger too far up the bat is when you switch to the backhand stroke. Yeah, that's right. So if you've got your finger up there um, and then you switch to the backhand, then that finger starts to come into play on the, uh, the hitting area. So so then you need to keep changing it from there to there. So yeah, um, Martin and I think just stick with your finger. Uh, down low on the racket, um, and it'll give you a lot more options with uh, with uh, allowing to, you to use your wrist better. Okay, great. So um, yeah, so use the normal shake hand grip. We'll put a link to the uh, shake hand grip video so people can see exactly the right way to hold the bat um, in the show notes. Okay, now Tyler's jumped on and asked a question using the Google Q and A app. Thank you, Tyler. Tyler asked. Is there a way to make the ball spin backwards and while spinning backwards have the ball curve sideways when doing a serve, Alois? Um, yeah, there certainly is. So if you if you have your bat completely flat like that, you're going to get the ball to go out and come straight back to you with backspin, with straight backspin. But as soon as you tilt that bat either that way or that way, you're the ball is going to have backspin because you're brushing underneath it, but 
it's also going to have a little bit of side spin because of the the um, angle of your racket. So by having that sort of angle on your racket um, and making the contact, then you're going to get some backspin and some side spin. So the ball's going to go out and go off to the side rather than out and straight back towards you. So you're going to generate a little bit of backspin and side spin. And that's something that you can do um, just on the floor and just see see if you can get that pattern to happen on the floor. Okay, yeah, good tip. So, yeah, move away from the table, go to the floor and just try and get the ball to sort of come back to you and to the side so it won't come directly back to you. So, really, the key is just about getting the ball spinning in the direction that you want it to spin, I guess, Alois. Yeah, it is. That's right. So, you just want, um, yeah... Get, getting the ball. If you want, if you want the ball spinning straight back to you, then you're going to brush the ball straight underneath. If you want the ball spinning to the side, then you're going to brush the ball a little bit more on there, okay, or on there. Okay, thanks for the question, Tyler. Give that a try. Move away from the table and try and get the ball firstly just to come straight back to you, then try and get it to kind of come back and a bit away to the side. Just experiment. I'm sure you'll pick up what to do. All right, Ian's asked a question, Alois. In your video, or your previous video, you said not to use the backhand smash that frequently. But since I'm a left-handed player, I receive most of the shots on my backhand. So should I use the backhand smash more often, or do you have another strategy? Um, yeah, so it really doesn't matter whether you're left-handed or right-handed, Ian. Um, if, the, if the ball's up in the air um, high enough to make a smash, then you should have enough time to get around and play with your um, forehand. So um, if, you're, if you're hitting the ball uh, to their forehand, if you're smashing the ball to their forehand side, the right-hander, then you're going to tend to get the ball coming a little bit more into your backhand corner um, when they lob it. So the other thing is to think about smashing the ball a bit more into their backhand side as well. So that'll get the angle coming more um, to your forehand corner to make the smash. But any time the ball is up in the air high enough for a smash, you really should have enough time to uh, step around and make a forehand smash. And as, as we say in the backhand smash video that we've got, um, it's a shot that you shouldn't use too often, and it's a shot that you um, it should try to step around and, and play with your forehand. Great, yes. And... And Ayan seems to be using their backhand a lot, so they should develop the other types of backhand strokes for when the ball's not higher. Yes, that's right. So if the ball if the ball isn't higher, then you're playing your top spin stroke more. So it becomes more of a top spin rather than a flat smash. Okay, very good. All right, Ian. Ian, hopefully that helps you out. Um, yeah, whenever the ball gets up around shoulder height, just start moving your feet quickly, get into position, and make a forehand smash when you can. Thank you for the question. Well, Alois, that wraps up another show. Um, thank you, everybody, for watching. Make sure you check out pingskills.com. Sign up for our free newsletter if you haven't already. Lots of great tips there for you. And thank you, Alois. Yep, thanks, Jeff, and I uh, hope you pingskillers have a good day. And uh... We're back into it, so we'll be back again tomorrow. We certainly will. Thank you, everyone. Cue the music. <laughs> Catch us all tomorrow. Bye.